the, the, just a few minutes of casual conversation before the theme song. Um, then we're going to do the theme song. And of course, the motorcycle just runs right by outside. This is the best way to do a podcast. Hi, I am a five foot five Sagittarius hailing from Othello, Washington, who loves Hallmark movies and television series, Liz Fair, comic books, Power Rangers, and cozy mysteries. I am your host, Cozy Cub. And I'm a six foot three Taurus hailing from Maryland, who loves being left alone, sleeping, and being left alone while sleeping. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm your other host, Dower Bear. Welcome to the Cozy Cub and Dower Bear podcast. This is officially episode zero, where we discuss nothing in particular other than introducing everybody to what this podcast is going to be all about um obviously my legal name is not dower bear it's not what is on my driver's license my name is tony and my name is robbie okay i'm glad that we sorted that all out in case anybody had uh any misunderstanding about our legal names Uh, (laughs) our full names are listed on our website at www.cozycubdowerbear.com so you can visit that um on the website we'll have uh not really much a bio just our picture in case anybody wants to know what we look like and our full names um and then you'll be able to listen to the podcasts on that and then see some other information regarding the books that we're eventually going to review so let's jump right in uh and really (laughs) for anybody who has i'm assuming people that are listening to this podcast know what a cozy mystery is but if somebody has stumbled upon it or anybody on our friends list who are just listening to this out of the kindness of their heart let's discuss a little bit about what a cozy is and the elements that make up a cozy mystery or a cozy drama or cozies in general so yeah i'm gonna kind of toss this one to you because you are definitely the fan of the cozy mysteries (laughs) so let's talk a little bit about first of all where the hell did you find cozy mysteries like what led you down that path well i guess in a certain regards i've been watching cozies or experiencing cozies my whole life because i watched murder she wrote when i was a kid with my grandmother and i'm guessing i'm guessing most people would consider that a cozy mystery and then but my first cozy mystery book that i read was probably not until 2015 it was the first of the magical bakery series by bailey cates probably should have remembered what the first book is called i can't think of it at the top of my head but that's how i um i just kind of stumbled upon it and really enjoyed them and then kept going from there so let's talk a little bit about for those who don't know what a cozy mystery is uh, from my point of view it is really a low stakes murder mystery and the reason i say low stakes is because it seems that no matter what town this takes place in, whether it's fictional or it's a real town. And let's talk about the towns first. They always take place in either a Southern town or a seaside kind of town. It's either going to be in the South or it's going to be in new England, any type of small charm kind of town, the place that should be rocked to their core when a murder takes (laughs) place. (laughs) However, the townspeople really have, they really don't care that a murder is taking place. And that's what I mean by it's low stakes. It's, yeah, they're yeah, they're always like, oh, a murder? Oh, that kind of sucks. 
Yes, they all go, and it's all gossip. They're like, "Did you hear about so and so? She died." And that's the extent of like the sorrow of the town. Like these people are not missed when they die. Yeah. Nobody yeah. cares. It's shocking. It really is. That's probably the scariest part of a cozy mystery is one, the amount of people that actually die in this town from book to book, um, and two, the fact that nobody cares whatsoever about these yeah. people that died. Yeah, they have like super high murder rates for like these small idyllic towns. It's like they're averaging 12 a year bare minimum. Honestly, the FBI should should have taken over the town at any point because the police are clearly inept and then the oh, yeah. only people who are really putting in any time in solving these cases are the main characters who are either going to be your heroine or your hero. More times than not, it is a female character who's the main lead, and yeah. she ends up coming into town accidentally. She, It's usually a distant aunt or a distant relative has died and bequeathed them a bakery or a candle shop or a restaurant. Something that forces these heroines out of their comfort zone into this new town, and as soon as they show up, murders happen. So why they're not the main suspect in any of these, I don't know. That never comes up. Nobody is ever like, you moved to town and now 24 people have died. You're clearly the problem. I was getting ready to say that that's probably, I, I would imagine that these probably have a pretty solid Christian audience because they are safe reads. There, There's definitely a lot of like Christian readers and gay men who love very low stakes family drama. Okay. That's, <laughs> I guess that's where you fall. I don't know where I fall on the spectrum. Um, oh, because, me. <laughs> yeah, well. You know, you're the one that enjoys them, and I'm I'm along for the ride for the sake of the podcast. Exactly. Um, so that's pretty much what it, what a cozy mystery is. That's the cozy mystery part. Let's talk a little bit about the other portion, the other side of things that that you enjoy, because um, cozies are more than just mysteries. Sometimes you have what's called a cozy drama, and these are again very low stakes drama where. Maybe there's some family drama, uh, and again, it's usually involved around a wayward child who has returned home and has, for some reason, they left their family environment, and then they end up returning home for one reason or another. It's typically somebody in the family has fallen ill, and the um, the person who left the family comes back in and gets roped back into this low-stakes family drama. I know that eventually we're going to be discussing uh, later as this as this uh, podcast moves along, we're going to start incorporating Chesapeake Shores, one of your favorite oh. Hallmark shows. Yes. Uh, and I, I believe that that is based on a series of books as well. If I don't know if you know the author or the name of the series. Um, um, I believe the name of the series is Chesapeake Shores. And give me just one second. Okay, well, while you look that up, I'm going to continue talking a little bit about what that cozy drama aspect is. To be completely honest, I don't know what the drama is. I've watched a handful of episodes, and there is some child custody drama. Oh, that's very low stakes. That is very low stakes because apparently it gets resolved very easily. Well, um, in the in the in the book, it was even lower stakes. In the TV series, they tried to like get it a little bit further. It, it, it got like three episodes. In the book, it's like maybe a, a chapter and a half. So the ex-husband or the soon-to-be ex-husband, um, I want custody of the kids, and then she is just like, okay, it's for the best, and then they drop it. Or, yeah, but, yeah, well, like, okay, so like in the book, they kind of blackmailed him 
with his uh, fiance's uh, uh, criminal background. Oh my god. That <laughs> yes, is, that that is decidedly not cozy. But yeah, the, and then they did not do that in the TV series. Though. Okay. Yeah, it, it was a completely different reason. So the <laughs> TV series, it sounds a lot more reasonable. It's something that reasonable human beings would do. They just talked it out. Yeah, um, pretty pretty much. And then and then he dumped the fiance with, with who is um. Uh, I think she was like engaging in insider trading and was getting her uh, license revoked. Did they ship her off to jail? <laughs> I think she. I think in the TV series she does end up in jail. In the book, I think it's just oh whatever. I'm gonna so, support her. I love I love Genevieve. Genevieve. Okay. So I'm she pretty sure kill. that I'm pretty sure that was the name or Guinevere. Okay. It's something real Guinevere. weird. Lovely. So she she doesn't kill herself before she gets hauled <laughs> off to prison <laughs> no. for insider trading. Okay, that's where I would have gone, like, if I wrote it. Like, she would have hung herself. This is why you're not writing Cozy Mysteries. The second book has a a miscarriage plotline that I'm 100% sure was supposed to be an abortion storyline. Scandalosa! (laughs) Yeah, because it was weird. Because we find out that Brie, the second sister, had a miscarriage, and so she was able to leave her high school boyfriend and move to Chicago to uh, become a playwright. But you know, if it was... Anything besides a cozy, that would definitely would have been an abortion. So everything just worked out. Yeah. She would have been bound to wherever she was living and not able to move to Chicago and fulfill her dreams if it wasn't for that pesky miscarriage. Because the audience would not have been like, oh, sympathetic to Brie if she had, you know, aborted her fetus. Yeah, and that probably would not have flown in the face of the Christian, uh, the Christian audience that that reads cozies and frequents yeah. the uh, Hallmark movie channel. The fact that she was already engaging in premarital sex was already like a strike against her. I didn't even think about that. How how would she have possibly had a miscarriage if she was not married and and had a child or, yeah. or, or was with a child? She clearly didn't have it. Um, yeah, and they spend a good portion of the book kind of shaming her for just having sex outside of marriage, like a normal human being. Well, that is clearly to draw in the uber-Christian yeah. audience, because there, there's nothing that they love more than than shaming uh, a, a woman who has a child out of wedlock. Yeah, and then, in the, and then in the Hallmark TV series, this plotline is completely dropped. The guy isn't even in the TV series. Well, it's... She, She's, a, she's with a completely different dude. It's probably for the best that they didn't touch on that. Nobody wants a dead baby storyline in in a Hallmark movie. And then they also treat ADHD as if it is like cancer. Does that does that happen in the show? No, they drop that in the show too. That's only in the book. So who has the ADHD? Is that Brie as well? No, 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 no. It's the younger sister whose name I cannot remember on top of my head. But they treat her like she is suffering from some sort of like severe learning disability that is also fatal. Well, instead you know, of, instead of something that most people in not most people, but a lot of people in America have. You know, according to Tom Cruise, she can't take Riddle. So <laughs> that uh, actually, actually, that's a big part of the first book. I I've only read the first two books, and the first book is mostly about Abby, the oldest sister, and then the younger sister, Jess is the youngest sister and and they treat and they're like and she's never been on medication for it like being on medication for her learning disability would be like the worst thing that ever happened to her 
Okay, well, we clearly see the audience that the the, the books are targeting. Um, yes. And then, of course, Hallmark played it even safer. They were like, we're going to get rid of any reference to dead babies. We're going to get re- <laughs> any reference to, to mental health issues that we do not feel like addressing. And yeah. the only thing that we will address are, apparently, from what I can tell, everybody is dying of cancer. <laughs> in that's, that's what I picked up. Because the grandmother has some undiagnosed issue she's on the phone talking to her doctor i remember in the in the first couple episodes she has a very serious one minute conversation with a doctor on the phone and it's only from her side and she says are you sure and well if that's what the, the test results say then then that's what it is something to that effect and so then, then that like, storyline gets dropped for two se- for three seasons so it does it so it eventually does come back around we we find out in, where where I'm at in season four, they're alluding to it again, but we still don't really know what it is. Okay, well, we are jumping way ahead because this is not the Chesapeake Shores episode of the <laughs> podcast. This is episode zero. But all I'm going to say is there's also the main beau um, in town. And I say he's the main beau. It sounds like he's like sleeping with everybody. He is the, <laughs> the main, the will they, won't they love interest of the main character. Um, what's her name? What's the main? Abby. 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 And his name is uh, um, uh, Trip. Trip, who is an aspiring country music star. So in this same episode that the grandmother receives her call about, oh, four, about we, 40 minutes. We did what? find out that that wasn't cancer, by the way. With oh, is it? It's no. Not- no, he drove while drunk and tired, and he put his bassist or drummer in the hospital, and he couldn't, like, work for a while. But it's okay. They it, they all worked it all out. That's what that call was about. The call yeah. that sounded like that he had some, that he had cancer, too. Yeah, because uh, it turns out that wasn't even a doctor he was talking to. I think it was, like, his accountant. What accountant? Okay. All right. It was somebody dealing with his money. (laughs) All right. Well, they really sold it up as like a medical issue because I was concerned that the grandmother has cancer, maybe, or maybe early onset Alzheimer's. I don't know what she has. And maybe it's not even early. Maybe it's right on time because she is an older woman. But, um, yeah. uh, So I was really concerned about the people of Chesapeake Shores. I was afraid that they, the town was built on a uranium like mine and uh they're slowly all getting inoperable cancer and like by the end of the series the entire town (laughs) is dead and closed up and pretty much burned to the ground because it's the only way to stop people from moving to chesapeake shores but um chesapeake shores who the town has only existed for maybe at most 50 years but they treat like it's been around since the dawn of civilization yeah there's a whole save the the water fountain yeah, yeah, that water fountain, which could only have been around for, like, again, like, at most 50 years. Yeah, and I don't know, and, and everybody is like, this has been with their town forever, but keeping in mind that the 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 father, the patriarch in this story, actually yeah. built that town with his with dad. His, with his dad his, two brothers. Yeah. Yes, yeah. so the, the town is, is 50-some years old, and they're yeah, all like, yeah, they're all most. like, yeah, the heritage of our town is tied around this water fountain. If we get rid of this water fountain, the town is just going to crumble. Yeah, with its, with its irradiated water that's giving everybody cancer. <laughs> yeah, like I said, they're just like I said, they the way they talk about this town is crazy, given the fact that we know so much background about 
the town being built. Yeah. All right. Well, moving on for Chesapeake Shores, because, uh, again, we will have um, one of the plans is to have one offs where we discuss an episode of uh, Chesapeake Shores. And then we will also, <laughs> much to my chagrin, we will also discuss a Hallmark movie every now and then. That's if I have the wherewithal or the patience to sit through an entire Hallmark movie. But I feel like I have no choice since we're oh. We need to watch this. You need to watch this one I watched where it has stars uh, Mia Kushner and the oldest son from Seventh Heaven. It is so good. Slash, what is it possibly about? Oh, it has Bill Inval in it too. Huh? Yeah, that's that's not something that I was expecting to hear. Yeah. Um. So Mia Kushner from the L Word fame. I don't know if there's anybody else in that Venn Venn diagram listening (laughs) to this. Probably not. Um, um, her and I think his name is Barry Boswick in real life. I oh, might... from from Rocky Horror. No, no, sorry. Oh, that that's Barry Bostwick. I'm sorry. It might. I, 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 I know. I know who you're talking about. You're talking about um from a uh, Seventh Heaven. Seventh Heaven. Yeah, I don't know what his name is. Yeah, and I, and I probably you... got his last name wrong. Someone you probably got. Probably... Yeah, you probably got it both wrong because we we know. <laughs> This is one thing that, that I feel like our, 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 anybody listening to this needs to hear. Um, Robbie, your your wonderful uh, cozy cub, is horrible with names. So oh. anytime anytime that he names a character, an actor, an author, just assume that it's wrong. It's wrong. And, yeah. And the next episode we will we will fact check everything that he got wrong and then lead you on the, on the right path. So it's yeah. the, the 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 probability of him having a name wrong is one hundred percent. Yeah, but yeah, let, let's get. I mean, this isn't the episode about this yet, but I gotta give you the rundown of this of this movie. Also, this is this is an explicit podcast, so there will be some cussing. <laughs> is it odd <laughs> that we chose to make a podcast about the, the wholesome, cozy uh, genre, just riddled with profanity? No, because I legitly love all this media. Like, not even ironically, like I just love it all. But even I'm like, no, there really need to be a lot more f bombs <laughs> in this. There, there are. I mean, honestly, there are many times where an f bomb would be totally acceptable, such as stumbling upon a dead body. Well, I, yeah, like, I would not be like, "Holy cow!" No, no I would like, be like, "What the fuck? This is a dead body, Susie." And I would probably shit myself. I've never seen a dead body. How these wholesome little Midwestern or Southern or New England girls. Don't shit themselves the minute they see a dead body is beyond me. Yeah, but, I have no idea. I'd be like, oh, God, is that Clarence? And we're talking about bludgeon deaths, like deaths that aren't clean. Like, like <laughs> occasionally you'll have somebody who gets poisoned. But, I mean, there was one where a woman got hit on the head with something, fell down the stairs, and she apparently looked like a pretzel. But the, <laughs> but the, but the um, oh, hold on. That, if anybody was hearing those three beeps, um, this oh. this is this is the wonderful world of 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 recording a podcast because uh, oh, oh is dinner know, ready? I guess dinner's ready. I don't know if um, <laughs> if anybody's wondering, our dinner is is ready. So that was probably something that we should have taken care of before we started recording. But I want to th- point out that wasn't a microwave. I'm using my Instapot. It was not a microwave. He is making some pasta dish. Um, with it with the Instapot, and mm-hmm. ever since we got the Instapot, I haven't had food that's not been cooked in an Instapot. So, <laughs> uh, 
uses it a lot. Um, so let's let's backtrack a little bit now that people know that dinner is ready and we're gonna have to get off here and 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 eat soon. Um, let's let's finish talking up about so the one last thing that I wanted to talk about with the, for the cozy genre before we kind of give you guys the breakdown of what to expect in future episodes. Cause again, this is episode zero. We're not discussing any books in this episode. Um, at the end of the episode, we will tell you what the first book that we are going to discuss is. Um, so we'll give the name of the book and we will give the name of the author in case you guys want to read it again. Cozy mysteries are easy breezy reads. You can get them done within a couple of days. So yeah, it, even the longer ones are like, really easy reads like or yeah. listens to too because I, I i do both my goal is to not read a 300 plus page cozy mystery if anything well we're going to fairly soon no, you're going to oh oh are you not reading the handle with me we'll get there i, I might hate read it I, and, okay and, and, yeah. i also i want to point out to everybody who reads cozy mysteries i have lots of thoughts on jo- joanne flukes uh hannah swinson mysteries or the Mershey Baked, as they're sometimes called. I got lots of thoughts on these books. Okay, well, we will we will definitely get to those when we cover them. Um, but the last thing I wanted to talk about is the um, the will they won't they love triangle that typically happens in cozy mysteries, specifically yeah. where, where there is a female lead. I don't know of many. I haven't seeing as uh, how I've only read maybe two cozies now in my entire life. Um, I believe that there there are cozy mysteries where there are where there is a male. Um, there are. Like, I, I have never read any either. I don't foresee that one having a like a love triangle. I could be completely wrong. We'll cross that bridge when we get to it because maybe the third book we're going to read is is one of those rare cozy mysteries that is not just featuring a male lead, but it was actually written by a male. Which no, it's it's a female lead. Oh, 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 yes. Winter Takes All is a female lead, but it, yeah. is written, it is written by a male, which also is a rarity in the cozy mystery. So we will we will get to that as well. Then there'll probably be book three, potentially, because I know that we have one book that we've uh, two books that we've already read. We're going to reread the first one and then we'll discuss that next time. Getting yeah. ahead of myself, though. But so the love triangle the very safe love triangle. Oh, it's super safe. It, and yes. most of the time you already know who she's going to pick. Yes. And it's typically the one who's into the, whoever, whichever guy she has fallen into the arms of more accidentally yeah. fallen into his arms is the one she's going to end up with. Yeah. And it's usually the more aloof guy, the guy who's just like, I'm not interested in you. And the one where they have, um, so she's, there's going to be two guys. One seems like they should be the perfect fit. They should be together. And then there's the one where you're like, by all accounts, they should not be together. But that's the one that she's going to end up with. Yeah, but a lot of times, like, the guy who, like, really wants to spend time with her comes off as, like, real creepy. So you're kind of like, I'm really glad she didn't pick that one. <laughs> like, he's all like, my whole life already revolves around you. We've had two dates. Oh, Okay, yeah. well, that's that's good to know. Yeah, that will happen a lot. So she's gonna go. So her choices are creeper or aloof man who might not want anything to do with her, um, but she pretty much browbeats him into submission. Kind of, yeah. And then if any of these men, traditionally, not all the time. This is more of a Joanne Flute criticism. But if they like have interest with another woman, she will lose her fucking mind she's like how dare they date somebody else even though i'm dating two to six other men 
Oh. <laughs> yes, this okay. happened. Yeah, that. Yeah, like I said, that was actually more of a Joanne criticism. So we can call that a flukeism. That's <laughs> yeah. Whenever we criticize Joanne fluke, and I don't know what you're like. God forbid she ever listened to this because I feel like. <laughs> oh yeah, don't tell Joanne about this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I feel, I feel like that that one based upon your opinions of her that I have heard ad nauseum. <laughs> I have read she, twenty of these books with people. Twenty. Yes, twenty. He's read twenty Joanne Fluke books, and and he enjoys them, but I don't think he enjoys them in the way that she intended for them to be enjoyed. I think it's more of a hate read at this point. Um, but you know, um, he is reading them, so there is that. And I haven't read a single one, but I guess I will read my first one, um, uh, probably within the next week or so, and we'll discuss that on an upcoming episode. So there is always a love triangle. Um, that's one of the other aspects. So we have a woman who moves to a town because she inherited something from a relative who died. She's the new person in town. There's murders. Within the first couple pages, she meets two men. Typically, one of them is a cop um, because yes. she has to have that connection to the murders. And she has to have that inside information. And the cop is always going to be put upon and be like, I told you I can't no. have you doing this. I can't give you this information. But somehow she ends up with the information. Yeah, uh, the, the cop isn't always a love interest, but that is always the relationship with the cop. Sometimes the cop will be almost a parental relationship with her, though. Yeah, that's if it's like the old cop. Yeah. Like, like the the seasoned cop who's like a couple years away from retirement. And then he's kind of – he's – typically a little loose with the clues that they find. Um, oh, yeah. You know, he's, just, he's just dropping information left and right. Yeah. Probably shouldn't be doing it, but he's typically the chief of police or he's the captain or he's... And it's always a small town where there's only two or three cops. There's yeah. never any major police force to be had. And that's probably why these crimes aren't getting solved. And probably until <laughs> the main character moved to town, none of them got solved. So there is probably a long... Um, cold case file, <laughs> like a whole room filled with like unsolved crimes in these uh, towns, police departments. No, I want somebody just to write a, a cold crime cozy mystery series where like a where like a where like a, a fragrance maker like comes into town and just like oh I'll take care of all these cold cases for you. See, like it can be called like sniffing out clues or something, because um, they all have that they all have that. Um, those weird titles. Like I wanted to create like a cozy one where the, where a woman inherited a um not necessarily just a coffee shop but a coffee bean roastery, <laughs> and um because it had to be more than just a coffee shop. But she also oh yeah because like nine of them are coffee shops. Yeah, so I wanted to have just that extra little oom for she owns a roastery and her name was um Joanna Brewer or Joe <laughs> Brewer, and it was going to be called the Cup of Joe Mysteries, and um uh. So that's really all I have at, at at this point. But they're they're all that kind of like tongue in cheek titles. That's like cozy mysteries always have like plays on words, um, um, that kind of stuff. So yeah, yeah. that's one thing. So one thing that um, so now we kind of have the the whole general idea of what a cozy mystery is. Um, I want to talk a little bit about um. The, the very first thing, if you notice, we did not play it at the beginning because I wanted to kind of mention this in the in the middle towards the end of the podcast. Um, when we first decided we were going to do a podcast on Cozy Mysteries, um, we kind of out of the gate wanted to have a theme song. Uh, so 
I could have paid a lot of money to um, to somebody on Fiverr uh, or and when I say a lot of money, I mean five to fifteen dollars because that's usually the, the the price range that I would pay for to have a, a quick jingle written for a uh, for a podcast. But uh, my friend Libby. Uh, who lives in Pennsylvania, I reached out to Libby and they were more than happy to um, pick up their acoustic guitar and uh, sing a song. I wrote the lyrics, um, basically just gave Libby the lyrics and told them to have a field day with it. And uh, Libby, uh, within four hours, came back with with uh, with an acoustic song that sounds amazing. Um I asked Libby to kind of make it like a coffee house vibe and they came back and delivered the song and it has a coffee house vibe meets a Western kind of theme song. And when I say Western, I mean like, like the old, like um, Liberty Valance kind of thing. And Libby said the main goal, the, the main reason for using that sound was because um, they, they look at this podcast as sort of, um, a duel, a Western duel between somebody who loves cozies and somebody who loathes them. So that's where that came from. So we're going to play the theme song right now. Um, and if you want to know more about Libby, uh, we will create them a profile on the website that is not up just yet, but we will give Libby a shout out uh, so you can learn more information about them. Um, so without further ado, here's the theme song. That was the theme song, so I really, I love it. But it's my, it's like our baby, though. <laughs> so, um, it is a really good theme song. Well, I think the lyrics are genius. Um, well, actually, you wrote them. yes, um, it's really. I mean, honestly, the lyrics are super simplistic, and it's sort of like a child writing poetry. And they're like, "I wrote a poem," and you're like, "Oh, let me hear it." And they're like, "Ice cream, ice cream, what a treat." Ice cream, ice cream, love to eat. Single, <laughs> double, triple dip, strawberry, vanilla, chocolate chip. Is that another <laughs> Tony Harrington original? That is. I, I wrote that one when I was 32. Oh. And, um, <laughs> oh. When I was younger, when I was a young pup of 32, I wrote that one. Um, oh. No, that was, uh, that was, I, I wrote that, gosh, probably in elementary school, but it stuck <laughs> with me. That was my crowning crowning moment and that's when i was like i hate poetry but i did write the <laughs> lyrics for the for the for the cozy cub um thing but um libby definitely put them to music and made them sound more impressive than they actually are um so we're going to discuss a little bit about the outline format of each episode and i'm just going to take this one and kind of plow through it um of course robbie you can intervene at any point yeah and uh, toss in anything you think I may have missed. So basically the outline and the format of the podcast going forward. So we're going to do the cold open, which is the few minutes before the, the just a few minutes of casual conversation before the theme song. Um, then we're going to do the theme song. 
And of course, the motorcycle just runs right by outside. This is the best way to do a podcast. This is the most professional sounding thing. It's a good thing it's episode zero because I'm not going to edit the hell out of this at all. We're going to have what we have and that's it. Um, so <laughs> I, heard it, I heard it on the headphones and in real life. I was like, wow. And it's not a motorcycle. You know what? Let me tell you something. If you are 18, 19, 20, and you have a loud-ass exhaust system because you think it's cool, you're a fucking idiot. That's it. I I do I, not understand the point of having these loud-ass exhaust systems other than you probably have a small penis and you want, and you want attention. I love the fact that you think that people listening to this podcast are going to be like, oh, yeah, I should. I, I now, have they will understand. Car. They will understand because I can guarantee you this happens in every neighborhood. There's yeah. one young kid who has a a car that's probably a piece of shit, but they spend more money on the exhaust system than they do on the actual car, and then they drive it up and down the road at two, three, four o'clock in the morning, thinking that they're a badass. Obviously, yeah. I'm very passionate about this. Um, yeah, but I don't think that kid is listening to this podcast. I could no, be. but his mom probably is. And she can look, bitch, if you're a kid <laughs> has an exhaust system on their car, just beat their ass right now. Just beat their ass right now. I'm going to wait. I'm going to give you a few minutes. I know this is a podcast and we're not live, but I'm going to give you a few seconds to go ahead and just beat the living crap out of him right now. Okay. They're, they're, okay, now that now that now that the mom has stepped away and is beating their child's ass, we can talk about them. Uh, I'm not going to do that. We're going to move on. Um, so anyhow, obviously, I don't like this. I, I, I don't like the exhaust systems more than I don't like cozies. So okay. that tells you a lot. So did you see how I roped it all back in? I did. That's, I know. Full circle. Pro- yes, that's professionalism. I know. So again. Cold open, theme song, and then we're going to introduce each other for those people who do not remember who we are. Um, Or whose episode is the first one. No, we're going to introduce ourselves as in, I'm Tony, the Dower Bear, and you're going to be Robbie, the Cozy Cub. Yeah, I was saying, some people might be jumping in at episode 255. Yes, and they want to know who we are. So that that way we'll just introduce ourselves um, every single time. You can fast forward it. I don't care. Um, <laughs> or you may want to listen because with uh, Robbie's penchant for getting names wrong, he's probably going to get his name wrong. Oh, at probably. Least once or- yeah. 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 So. Probably once or twice an episode. Yep. So um, then we will. Um, so then we do the introduction of the hosts. Uh, we will always give Libby her shout out every single time. Every single time. That was. Um, one thing that I said that we would do for them and we're going to do that. So after every single, uh, every time the theme song plays, we will give Libby a shout out. Um, we will also mention any special guests that we may have for the episode and we will have special guests. Mm-hmm. Guarantee it. We're going to have, we already have, um, I can guarantee you we have two lined up. We also have, um, a third on deck who would really like to, uh, be a part of it. So you guys are going to hear from some of the cozy writers and some of them might be your favorite cozy writers. So we will definitely have authors on the podcast. 
uh, discussing their books, their characters, their writing process, or just basically having a good time and talking about anything that comes up. Um, so again, we will definitely have special guests. We will mention any books or TV shows or movies that we will be discussing. And then we will also let uh, the audience know uh, the authors and where to purchase their books. So if we're talking about an author or we're talking about authors, or if we're discussing a TV show or movie, we will give you the names upfront of the stuff that we will be discussing and where you can get the uh, books or the, or watch the movies that we're discussing. Yes. Then we will fall into some casual conversation. Oh, uh, I just want to point in real fast. This is a spoiler podcast. This is not a review podcast. We are having complete discussions of everything. Yes, which is why at the end of each podcast, we will talk about the next book that we're going to discuss. That will give you guys a couple weeks to read it. Uh, we'll, we'll let you know what's on deck. We'll give you the list of books. We'll put that together so that you guys know ahead of time what books we're reading, what's going to be on the next podcast. And um give you guys some time to, to to read it before we discuss it. But it is going to be full of spoilers. We're not doing half-assed reviews. We're not going to be cool. Yeah. We're going to go full-on spoiler territory. And you're going to know by the end of the podcast, uh, or at least by the end of the discussion, who the killer is and what we thought of the yeah. day bomb. Yeah, but we also encourage everyone to read and help and support the authors. Yeah, so we'll have casual – then we'll have um, – so knowing that, let's backtrack just a second. We'll have casual conversation before we get into the discussion of the books. It's usually going to involve around maybe pop culture discussions because there's yeah. things there's things that we're going to discuss that's not necessarily related to to cozy stuff because that's just the natural flow of the conversation. Um, we can discuss things like The Vanished, this wonderful movie that we watched <laughs> over the weekend, and I would love to talk about that. I don't oh yeah, no, um, we have thoughts on this movie. That is not a cozy. Um, it could no. have easily been one. Um, oh. I think it could have. I think it could have if they removed the stabbings and the shootings. I was about to say Anne Hayes would have to kill like ninety percent less people. Yes, there was there there was there was some shootings and some stabbings that needed to be removed. Yeah, um, but it did take place in, in in the South in a in a cozy trailer park, if you will. <laughs> it was uh, a campground. It was a campground. I'm sorry. It was a, it was a campground. They just happened to be in RVs. There was no really tent campers but yeah. um yeah so anyhow we're getting ahead we'll, we, we can discuss that later i'll have to i still have to process everything that happened in that movie oh and God. so many decisions were made so many decisions and um peter fascinelli wrote it and directed it and mm. it was just it was just pure peter fascinelli like 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 ego masturbation he thought that he made something phenomenal and i mean in some ways he did in some ways he did, but, um, yeah. so if anybody wants to watch <laughs> the vanished and the vanished, the Academy award nominated the vanished, then uh, I know I was like, how do we nominate something for an Oscar? Like we need, this needs to be on the ballot. Yeah. We need to get jobs at the, um, at the, uh, <laughs> Academy? Academy of, yeah, the Academy of arts and sciences or whatever it's called. And, yeah. uh, and, and then nominate, <laughs> Uh, vanished for the war that it so rightly deserves. Best picture. Best, uh, best picture. I would say bestest picture. Bestest picture. I would create. I would create a whole new category for like bestest because you can have your best picture that can go to a prestige film, and then you can have the bestest. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Are you not considering this movie to be a prestige film? No, I'm thinking prestige of like Howard's End or Remains of the Day or something with, with um, Anthony Sir Anthony Hopkins and Dame Judi Dench. And while this movie would have been even more spectacular with 
with those two <laughs> in the leads that that went to Thomas Jane, who was slowly turning into James Woods um, and Anne Heche. Uh, I would love to have seen this who? flipped out with, with Sir Anthony Hopkins and Dame Judi Dench as the parents who are um, looking, who for are trying, looking for their 10-year-old daughter. <laughs> it makes that much sense, even in even in – even with Thomas Jane, 50-something-year-old Thomas Jane and, and 50-something Anne Hayes. Uh, yeah, looking for their 10-year-old daughter. So, um, <laughs> so we'll have this kind of casual conversations. Then we're going to have, because what goes better with a cozy mystery than a cozy cup of tea? So I have purchased a bunch of um, delicious, I'm assuming, because I haven't had any yet, some delicious hot teas. So each episode we will sip from a wonderful hot cup of tea during our show. And we will discuss uh, what tea we're drinking, um, what the flavor profiles are and whether we recommend it or not. And we are calling that steep it or stop it. So if we think that you will enjoy it and that you should get it, we will rate it a steep it. And if we think that it just needs, instead of dropping it in hot water, if we think it's served best by just dropping it directly into the trash, then we will call it stop it. So those are going to be the, the, the two options for, for, for our tea review for Steep It or Stop It. Um, then each podcast, we will finally have our, <laughs> not to borrow too heavily from Jerry Springer, we will have our final thoughts. <laughs> and that's, we're going to discuss any ad hoc items that we may have thought of during the podcast. We will remind listeners where the book or movie or TV show is available. We will mention the authors, the publishers, etc. And then, Finally, we will give an idea of what the next episode will entail, and then we will sign off and bid you adieu, sort of like we're getting ready to do right now. Yes. But we will give you an idea of what the next episode is going to entail right now. Episode one, this being episode zero, episode one, our first proper episode of Cozy Cub and Dower Bear, is going to review a wonderful cozy mystery. And I do not even say that sarcastically. It was Probably keeping in mind, I've maybe read one or two other cozy mysteries, but of the three cozy mysteries that I may have read <laughs> thus far, it's in the top three. It is in the top three. I can say that with authority. Of the three, potentially three that I have read, this falls within the top three. And um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And it is called Murder Drama with Your Llama. And that is one thing. That um, a lot of cozy mysteries do is there's always an animal that ties into it, be it a cat, be it a parrot eating pancakes or a moose doing something. But there is a llama in this one. And luckily, the llama is not it is not shoehorned. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. It's not shoehorned. In a way that doesn't make sense. It is actually a very organic way that this creature exists within this world. Um, but it is by. Yeah. Kath- mm, did you disagree with me? No, I. Uh, the in the. Never mind. This is gonna get more of the books. But like in the first one, it definitely is organic. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, the the other one. Keep in mind, the animal disappears for a majority of the story. They're yeah, not is- really. They're not yeah, really this, a, this isn't a talking magical animal one. Yes, which you do for some reason. Those there are certain cozies that just go off the rails and become oh, yeah. normal cozies where this normal cat is suddenly talking. Yeah. Um, or and there's full on witchcraft. Yes, or there's <laughs> full on witchcraft. Or 
for about 200 of the 300 page cozy mystery, everything is normal. And then suddenly the heroine is able to communicate with the dead. So yeah. that is the kind of stuff that, that, uh, that comes out of the blue and cozy mysteries S- thus far. Um, the friendship Harbor series has not gone that route. And that no, is, I, um, yeah. I can't wait for book three where we find out that Sophie's been a witch this whole time. Hmm. Now I need to check to see if that's actually going to happen um, <laughs> because the authors have dabbled in the paranormal before in paranormal romance. So it's not out of the realm of the possibility that we shall see. Um, book three is actually coming out very soon, probably within the next uh, week or two, I believe. Uh, um, it's September 16th, I think. Yep. So that would be in a week or two. Correct me again, Robbie. <laughs> Okay, so again, the the book that we will be discussing in our first podcast coming soon uh, will be Murder Drama with Your Llama, with Your Llama, and that is written by Aaron McCarthy and Kathy Love. So you guys can check that out. That's actually already up on the website. If you go to www.cozycubdowlerbear.com, uh, you'll be able to click on the. Um, discussions the book discussion page and you'll be able to see the book that we plan to discuss or that has already been discussed uh depending upon when you look at the website uh we will also post that to our twitter feed we are at cozy cub dower bear on twitter uh or on facebook we are at cozy cub dower bear on facebook that is the name of our facebook page you can search for us at cozy cub dower bear and find us there as well we try to keep everything updated um seeing as how i am the sole person keeping everything afloat. Uh, <laughs> no offense, Robbie is just the talent. Uh, I'm just, I'm just the idea, man. This was my idea, and I'm the talent. But Tony's done all the actual work. Yes. I have, I have done nothing. And there's I more sh- work. There's more work to be done. So, um, but it's my pleasure. So that is um, our very first episode, which oddly is episode zero because we have discussed. No book in particular. We just got to kind of give everybody a rundown. No, but we did give them a really good rundown of Chesapeake Shores. We did. Um, But again, we will have one-off episodes of Chesapeake Shores where we just um, take deep cuts into into the world of Chesapeake Shores. And then once we are done with that, I'm sure we can find another series to watch. The author has another TV series that's on Netflix called Sweet Magnolias, which is also amazing. Do I dare? Do I dare? Oh, it's great. Well, let's wrap it up um, again. Next uh, podcast, episode one, we will be reviewing. And when I say review, we are going to be spoiling it. Uh, <laughs> Murder, <laughs> Murder Llama with your drama. <laughs> That's not the name of it. Murder no. drama with your llama. <laughs> Wait, what did you say? Murder Llama or Murder uh, Llama with your drama is oh. what I said the first time. I pulled... Um, a, a Robbie Dick. I pulled a dick. It's, um, nope. Nope. We're going to go ahead and sign off. Um, Robbie, do you have anything that you want to add before we wrap up this beast? No, I think I'm good. I think we're already at an hour and five minutes, so we should probably wrap this up. Yeah, we're going to edit it down. People are probably going to hear a good 45 minutes of this. Okay. All right. We will see everybody next time. Thank you for joining. Bye.